It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Whitney Lordson. This episode is going to be interesting on a number of levels, for me at least, hopefully for you too. I'm recording this on... It's one of those time frames where I'm like, is it technically this day or that day? Technically, it's a Tuesday at 1240 a.m., but it still feels like Monday to me because I haven't gone to bed. And I am very behind in recording and submitting this episode because two reasons. One, I usually record my episodes at least a week in advance to give my editor time to edit it and do the show notes. And I had actually recorded the episode that was going to be this one on time last week, but I just didn't feel right about it. I felt a combination of vulnerability and fear because I was concerned that some of the things I was sharing were going to be misunderstood. I don't know if I articulated them that well. I was all over the place with them. So I want wanted to redo that episode, but this episode is not going to be that one. <laughs> it's not going to be the same topic. At least I don't expect it to be. This episode is an inside look into some of the things that I struggle with, because I think it's so important to be transparent about hardships, which is really the core of the show. But I feel like I've aimed with so much of the show to kind of like summarize things and like have lessons, give takeaways, because I think that that is so much of how things tend to be structured, especially in the mental health space and like the influencer space and the content space. It's like, how can we just tie up life into a nice bow or share our hardships? But like, there's always got to be some lesson. And sometimes that feels like a lot of pressure. And I just haven't been able to get myself motivated to sit down and record this episode. And I, for so much of today or yesterday, technically Monday, I was feeling this pressure of, wow, if I don't submit this episode soon, it's not going to come out in time. And I was reflecting a lot on that because I didn't, I never actually want to do something just to do something. Some of what I talked about in that episode that I'm not going to release was about transactional relationships and feeling so uninterested in just doing something to get something out of it. And I feel like the more I lean into my neurodivergence and go through my unmasking process, I'm recognizing how much I felt like I had to shape myself into this mold as I've talked about. And there are times where I just feel in deep resistance to it, where I feel like I just can't proceed doing things the way that I feel like I quote should do them, doing things the way that is recommended, you know, following these strategies and rules. And maybe part of that is 
not wanting to do things other people's way unless I feel connected to it. Like it makes sense to me that that's so important for my brain for things to make sense. If if something doesn't make sense to me, I either feel like I can't do it or I feel deep, deep resistance to doing it. It needs to have a purpose. It needs to resonate. It needs to, I have to feel connected to it, you know? So it's interesting with this podcast, a lot of times I feel like I can just speak on something. Like I'll sit down here and I'll either like have something in mind and speak on it and I'll, I'll take notes. And I, I do this all the time, you know, especially when I'm reading. I'll take notes from books to share in an episode because I'll have so many thoughts about it. But that's tricky because sometimes those that inspiration and those thoughts diminish over time. Like I have a bunch that I've been wanting to make an episode on, but right now I just don't feel like talking about that. And I could fake it, but you would probably be able to sense that, you know, and I don't want that experience for you, but I also don't want to force something if I don't really have to. And that's something I've been thinking a lot about lately is how many things I've done in my life in the past and still currently do that I don't actually want to do. (laughs) And I've been thinking about how I have so much flexibility in my life and, and also a lot of privilege to not have to conform. But what's tricky is that it can feel really lonely when you step outside the norm and it can feel uncomfortable. And for me, having spent so much of my life, perhaps as a form of masking or coping, doing things to please other people and and really putting other people's needs ahead of mine, it feels very uncomfortable for me to like tune into what do I really want? And, you know, for days, I just have not felt like recording the podcast. I was like, okay, I'm not going to record it. I'll, I'll wait till the last minute, which is I've probably gone beyond the last minute, <laughs> the way that the show works. Like, I don't know if the team that I work with will have the like episode done on time. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I just release this episode unedited, at least temporarily, so it can still go out on time because I feel like that consistency is so important for me and for you. Perhaps maybe you look forward to days that the episodes come out. Maybe you don't even notice when they come out, but there is certainly a pattern and that's something that's important to me, like being dependable, having integrity. But even that actually I've started to play with what that means. For example, like being on time. I'm simultaneously really passionate about respecting my time and other people's time. But also I'm generally a person that's five minutes late almost all the time. Or I'll be like exactly on time, cutting it really close. And the other day, I met up with a friend and I was five minutes late. And I was thinking a lot about it because I intended to be on time. I want to respect this person's time. But there were a couple things that happened that led to me being five minutes late, as that often happens for me. And I thought, wow, like, is it really bad? Like, where is the... It feels kind of nuanced, if this makes any sense to you. Like... 
late is late, right? So if you're a minute late, you're late. And I have certainly been on the other side of things where when somebody's five minutes late, it feels like a ton of time has gone by. When I'm five minutes late, I feel like tension and a little bit of guilt, but also like, oh, it's only five minutes, you know? It's that tricky thing, right? Because like five minutes is so relative. There are times where that could be completely unacceptable. And I suppose in my head, I'm always kind of feeling things out, like when is it acceptable? And then also questioning, like, why do I have that tendency to be five minutes late? You know, anyways, that the, <laughs> just a little tangent about this lateness. Like in my head, I kept thinking, is it okay to submit my episode late? There was even crossing my mind, like, would it be okay if I didn't release this episode on Monday as I usually do? But my concern is that when I allow myself like one slip up, if it's not truly necessary, if it isn't for some like extreme emergency, that creates a ripple effect. And I think this this applies to being late versus on time. Because that leniency sometimes can expand. I've noticed this a lot in dynamics with people where if somebody is late or cancels on me last minute, reschedules, I've started to tune into how that feels to me energetically. And it's usually interesting to see like how I feel when that first happens. And then if it happens again, ooh. It's kind of one of that like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of thing where I think about like, if I make it okay for them to do it to me one time, do they feel like they can do it to me again, right? But then there's always that question of like, does somebody have a really good reason for canceling or being late, you know? It's interesting, but that comes down to the humanity, which is the whole reason I'm bringing this up is like... Thinking about structure and rules and best practices, but also allowing this space to be human. And I think that's where it starts to feel really confusing because there are times where I like to delay things or I kind of want to push the boundaries and see like, what can I get away with not doing? And a lot of the times that comes out of me just feeling burnt out, stressed, tired, frustrated, like all these emotions and looking for some leniency in my life where that's where the humanity is. Right. But then like, if it becomes this pattern is almost, I don't even know if what the term would be, I guess, like messing up every once in a while is human, forgetting to do something, needing a break, getting sick, like having these, these times where we don't follow through if that's rare, that feels acceptable. But if it becomes a regular thing or happens multiple times in a row, it starts to feel like something very different. And anyways, like that, that's just kind of like where my brain has been with this episode. And it's been interesting to reflect on. I also felt really tired recently. And I wanted to share some of this too, just to like really get into the humanity. I really don't like being tired. And right now I'm like experiencing some tiredness that I'm afraid is like 
primer to be being sick and I'm really afraid of being sick. Even my voice right now feels like, uh oh, <laughs> is this the pre sick voice? Like it feels a little scratchy. My head feels a little drowsy. But I've actually been going through a really tough time with my food sensitivities recently, and my fingers are crossed that that's all this is, plus social burnout. So first, let me share, like, I socialize three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in person with people, which feels like a big deal for me these days. Friday, I had a meeting, and that was like a work-related thing. And I found myself so drained by that, even though it was great, it was outdoors, it was with a person that I really want to work with, like everything felt great about it, but totally drained after about two hours of that meeting. And so I went home and like barely did any work and then like last minute, like met some deadlines at like probably at midnight on Friday. And then Saturday, I had Beyond Measure, which is the private community that I run. And we had our virtual meeting, which those like kind of drain me, but not much because they're virtual. So they're just like energetically take some work for me. But then that night, I went to really intense social situation, which I'm not going to get into because very private, but with, with a small group of people in person for intense reason. And it was very draining to like go through this and just for lack of a better word, intense experience together. And that went pretty late. I didn't get home till late on on Saturday. And then Sunday I spent like, which was technically two days ago, but feels like yesterday to me, spent like five hours with my friends who live half an hour away from me, which also feels far, but isn't really far. Anyway, so all of that stuff combined, like it's no wonder that Monday felt like really intense. Plus I had to go to the dentist and man, like I did not expect that to take, take a lot out of me. So I guess that even counts as like a fourth in-person experience. And so I could not do anything today. I, I just like laid in bed underneath my weighted blanket, watching TV and watching TikToks all day. Like look, checked in my emails, tried to see if there's anything urgent. Usually on Mondays, I do some work for clients. And now I'm feeling like that intensity, the pressure of like, didn't work a lot on Friday. I try not to work, work on the weekends, didn't work on Monday. So it's like, I don't even know if what I'm feeling right now is sickness or just like that burnout, you know, and that's contributing to me really evaluating like, what do I want to do versus what do I not want to do? And it's so tough to navigate life when it just feels like there's just one thing after another and like to take a break feels nice, but a lot of times the breaks don't feel quite long enough to recover. And if you take a break, then it's putting off things that now your to-do list could start to pile up, right? Like, I don't really want to live my life that way, to be honest. That's something I'm really trying to figure out. It feels like this big trap that most of us are in. And for me, not being a parent, where I see like parenting, you make a choice, you're in it, you're committed, you can't really choose not to take care of your kids, right? I think a lot about parenting these days. For some reason, I just feel so hyper aware of it and the experience of it. So for me, not being a parent, I I feel like I have a lot of freedom, 
but of course with work stuff, I, that's where it feels intense for me at times. And there's that fear of like, okay, I want to pause. I want to take care of myself. But if I pause, what do I miss out on? What things could I lose? You know, and I imagine that's just such a common experience for people. And the stress of that is so nuts. You know, this podcast is part of my work. I don't generate a lot of money directly from podcasting. Every once in a while, you know, I have sponsors, but I've chosen not to like be super focused on monetizing this podcast because I don't want that to feel, I don't want that to take away from the organic, authentic transparency, you know, and working with sponsors for me doesn't often feel that good unless they're really laid back company. And I've been fortunate to work with a number of those, mostly those on this show. So it's just like, doesn't always feel good to me though, because it feels like I'm, again, trying to please somebody, right? And really what I want to do is simultaneously please myself and you, the listener who's hopefully gaining something from hearing about my experiences and the talks with the guests. But anyway, so I mentioned that I'm feeling drained and like I wish that I could take more time away from things and tomorrow I probably will. Like, you know, I'm every day I feel like I'm just trying to <laughs> somehow maneuver around and give myself space, but I'm just fast deeply fascinated by the fact that it never feels like enough recovery time. And I really believe that that's got to be fairly universal. And that's just bizarre. And it makes me think like, okay, is there a way to fully recover and not feel stressed and burnt out and all of that? Like, do I have to restructure things? You know, even these past four days, like I'm looking back and thinking probably shouldn't have socialized quite as much because it takes so much out of me. And, you know, the weekends feel like a great time to socialize with people, but really the weekends are the time I need to recharge. And so it's just like, it's rough. I have like the text messages building up that I've been really struggling to respond to and feeling guilt over that, but simultaneously feeling like, all right, you just have to put yourself first, you know? And I was going to mention... I've been struggling a lot with reactions to food. At least I think that's what's going on. I have had these like really intense, I want to say food reactions, right? But like there's part of me thinking like, I'm not even 100% sure that that's what's going on. I've been dealing with that for 15, 20 years, maybe my whole life really, but I've been very aware of it since it started getting really bad for me in I think like 2004 or 2005. So it's been quite a long time. And I spent years going to doctors and trying to figure out what's wrong. People would say like, oh, you just have seasonal allergies, like take allergy medicine. That's never worked for me. I got tested for food allergies and was told I didn't have any food allergies. I just tried all these things. And then I just kind of stumbled upon or started experimenting with, I should say, the gluten-free, soy-free diet for myself back in 2010. 
And my body completely changed. I felt remarkably better. And it was this huge aha for me. And it was interesting back then because the gluten-free diet was like just starting to become trendy. And there was a lot of people thinking that if you ate gluten-free, you were just doing it to be trendy, but you didn't actually need to be gluten-free. So I spent so much time thinking like, is this all in my head? But I've also been super sensitive to legumes. So soy being the worst for me, but most legumes like chickpeas even like which I absolutely love chickpeas, but any beans, like all of that messes with my stomach and just gives me bloating and gas and sorts of intestinal discomfort. Gluten makes my body feel inflamed and sometimes itchy. And I think the sneezing comes from that too, but I also found out almonds and corn. So those are my top four food sensitivities that I had to discover myself. And I've just spent all these years like navigating around that, sometimes eating them just to make sure that it wasn't in my head and then immediately struggling. Well, about a month ago, actually on my road trip, I had this really bizarre reaction that felt like a food reaction. First, I was like, is this COVID? Like what's going on? But I tested negative for COVID. And it seemed to be triggered immediately after I ate a meal that I've had many times and don't usually react to. And since then, I've had that happen at least twice. And it's awful. Like my head gets really fuzzy. Like I can't really think straight. I feel kind of sick, not quite like a cold or a flu. It's like all in my, actually my head feels just awful, like a head cold, I guess. And I've just been like on this path the last few days to really try to, I don't know, reset myself or see if I have developed another food sensitivity. Like, I just don't know. And it's just, that's also been so exhausting and frustrating. It it, it just happened. The other bout of it happened on Saturday and it was just like so disheartening. So I hope that how I'm feeling right now is like a combination of like social burnout and physical burnout from food and stress, like going to the dentist. (laughs) Wow. Like I'm not somebody that normally gets nervous about going to the dentist, but I felt a lot of stress. I had to get some cavities, like read or not cavities. I had to get fillings redone for the first time in 10 years. And I have this really nice dentist and he encouraged me to not use any, I guess, is it Novocaine? Like what do they use to numb you? Whatever it is for numbing your nerves. He said, well, I think that you can handle this without that if you would like to try. So I did. And it really wasn't that bad, but it was like the anticipation and like the slight discomfort of the dental work was like also really draining and intense for me. And it's just like, interesting when you add up all of these things for me just the past four days they like simultaneously felt really intense and stressful but then I look back and think like oh that wasn't that big of a deal relatively right and something I've been thinking a lot about today as I've been feeling and processing all that is like I wish that it was more socially acceptable to just recover from these things and not just keep moving forward all the time, you know? And 
It's interesting for me too, because since I work freelance and have clients with a lot of flexibility, I can virtually work when I want to. Generally, to give you a little behind the scenes look, one of my clients, like I oversee their social media strategy. So I have a team that works with me and like I have to check in with them and, you know, they were depending on me, right? So like I haven't done that work in days. So I, after I finish recording this after, you know, 1am, I'm going to be checking in on that work and probably have to do a little bit of it because I don't want to let them down because I don't want it to have a ripple effect on their work. Right. And that's, you know, important to keep in mind how things impact you. Right. But at the same time, wouldn't it be nice if I could just say to them, Hey, I'm not feeling that well. I certainly could do that, but then it's like, in my head at least, I figure they expect you to be ready the next day to work. Like you take a day off. This is definitely how it was when I used to work full time, when I used to work retail. Like it was totally cool if you called in sick, but they almost always expect you to be back the next day. You know, unless you're really sick, most people would like take a day off and then back business as usual. And I think that's kind of bizarre. You know, we have this strange culture where like, even when we really need to rest, even when we need to recover, it still feels not socially acceptable to take numerous days off. It doesn't feel comfortable for most of us. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself, really, but I'm also generalizing based on what other people have shared. It's like, oh, I'm not that sick. I'm going to push through it. Oh, I'm not that tired. I'm going to push through it. Like, oh, I can get this done. You know, it's like that constant pushing through. And maybe that's why it's so hard to recover. We never really truly recover because we have to constantly be pushing forward all the time. And it's things like that, that I the more that I understand capitalism, the more I'm really deeply disturbed by all this. Even when the horrible tragedy, the school shooting that happened in Texas in May 2022, there's so many people posting on TikTok, interestingly enough, (laughs) to post things like this on social media of like, Are we just expected to go about life as normal, even though like this awful tragedy happened? And you could say that about so many things. First of all, there's so many shootings that happen all the time. There just is violence happening all around. There, of course, there are individual experiences of tragedy. Like that's like constantly around us. And yet our society is kind of like, yeah, like take time off to go to the funeral. Yeah. Take a few hours off to process the horrible thing you saw in the news, but get back to work as quickly as possible. You know, sometimes when I step back to examine, I just find it so strange. And even the social media side of it too. I find that that social media can be a really great place to come together to talk about these challenging things. But it also feels a little weird to post on social media for the same reason. Cause it's like, maybe it would be better for us if we just took the time to process it on our own. Maybe it would be better for us if we took the time to connect with our loved ones. Like why do we feel the need to post on social media for strangers 
you know, I now, of course, I understand that some people process well that way. And I think I can really relate to that clearly with a podcast. I process a lot just through sharing out loud, but I guess it can sometimes border that performative or this mentality that we have to share every part of our lives. And that's something I also reflect upon so much, especially with TikTok. It's really interesting how many people like share these little vlogs of their life. I was thinking about this probably today as I was binge watching TikTok, thinking back to when I used to vlog. Podcasting has kind of taken over for this. <laughs> I guess like me sharing about my dentist and what the last few days were like for me is almost like a verbal vlog. But when I actually vlogged on YouTube, there weren't seemingly a ton of people doing it. You know, it was pretty rare. Like I didn't have like friends that vlogged unless they also considered themselves YouTubers. But now with TikTok, my sister vlogs, like it's like everybody's kind of vlogging with these short little clips of of their days. And it's really interesting sometimes I think about how we spend so much time capturing all these little moments so that we can put it together in a video to share with a ton of strangers. And how if the average person is doing that, it's almost really strange because before, if it was like your career, you know, for me, when I was making YouTube my career, like that was work. And yeah, it was like a ton of my personal life. But again, that was a rare thing to do. And I was thinking of as like my job and I'm doing it to entertain people. I don't know, educate them, whatever the purpose would be. But now it's like, if everybody is doing that, then it starts to lose its value. But becomes increasingly odd and disconnected because now we many people feel like they can't do things without recording them. A concert is such a great example. You know, like when I went to the concert, was that May? Gosh, time feels weird. I think that was. I think that was about a month ago and I was on my trip. I was trying so hard not to record that concert, but I just kept finding myself taking my phone out to take pictures and videos. For what reason? You know, like I had to really intentionally keep my phone down as much as possible. I had to intentionally sit there and absorb the experience and take it in. And that's strange. I I step back and think about that because maybe I have that tendency because I've spent so much of my life documenting it as being a content creator. But so many people are content creators, even if they don't want that to be their careers. It's just like a hobby or it's because maybe people feel good getting validation or they feel like they want everybody to know what's going on in their lives. So now it becomes this like compulsion to just share everything, share all of our thoughts, share all of our moments. I find myself kind of going the opposite direction where I'm like, you know what? What if I just did the podcast and didn't create any other content? I actually paused the newsletter for This Might Get Uncomfortable and Wellevator. And I also haven't posted on Instagram in a few weeks, probably over a month now, because 
neither one of them was really resonating with me. And I also, well, I guess I just mainly wanted to find out, can I make them resonate with me? Because what's the point if they don't? Like I found myself dreading sending my newsletter. So I started sending it every other week. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll move to monthly. And then I thought, wow, does anybody really care about the newsletter? <laughs> like That's a question for you. Like, do you look forward to it? If you don't, what's the point? I mean, I think newsletters can be really great. I subscribe to a bunch, but most of them I don't actually read. I have this whole system for marking my newsletters. I have like uh, in my email inbox, different colored flags as part of my organizational structure. And all my newsletters get marked a certain color. And I have them even like different folders for read later. There's one in particular that I never read, but for some reason I haven't been able to get myself to unsubscribe from it. Like I have that FOMO of like, what if one day it feels valuable? What if I want to go back to this archive? (laughs) And like, what if most people feel that way about my newsletter? Then it's like, what's the point in sending it? This is like where I get so stuck with work. Even with the podcast, I have these moments. I mean, certainly today when I was feeling all this resistance to recording simply because I just feel tired. I found myself going, huh, like, do I want to keep doing the podcast? Generally, the answer is yes, but there are certainly moments where I question it and I wonder, like, does this have any value? Does, is there a point to it? A lot of it is that I enjoy podcasting. It feels easy for me. I have all this momentum after years of doing it. I learn a lot. There are benefits for me. And hopefully for you too. But certainly there are times where I question it. And like with social media too, the biggest motivation for me right now for social media is to honor the guests that come on the show. Like I feel like most people could care less if I post on Instagram. If you you might not even know this, but generally every Friday I post a video clip of the recent guest. And it takes me time. I mean, I have to, you know, download the video, put it into my editing program, find clips. I usually edit them together. I got to make them under 60 seconds for Instagram reels. Then I export them from my computer, put them on my phone, make captions, like do all that. And then for Instagram reels, I personally want it to look visually nice. So I go into Canva and I make the different graphics. I have to export that from Canva. And I mean, like, then I have to write a caption for it and tag the person. And, you know, like the whole process is I've got it down. I could probably do it in half an hour, but still like it's a lot. And that drains me. It's not just the time. It's draining for me. And I've thought like, I guess I could hire somebody or see if the podcast team would do it for me. But then I worry that it just won't be up to the quality. So all of this stuff I'm thinking about, all this energy and time and mental processing. And I'm wondering like, does anybody really care that much? And then I get super stuck there. And I think like, What's the point of doing some of these things if people don't really care? And that's probably the question I keep coming back to over and over again is like, why does this matter? Do I care? Do other people care? Is this important? Is this necessary? Is this urgent? And so much stuff that comes down to no. 
so much comes down to, no, it doesn't matter. No, this isn't urgent. No, this isn't important. But then the trouble becomes, if you add up all those no's, life can start to feel like nothing matters. And that is kind of scary, right? I was also thinking about this earlier today, how it almost sounds depressing. You know, finding purpose in life is so important. Finding motivation and inspiration. But I've certainly come down to a few key things that matter to me right now, whereas like freedom and flexibility really matter. Like, as I mentioned, I just, I don't want to feel constrained. I generally don't want to be told what to do. I just, I want to feel fluid. This is actually what this episode that I recorded and decided not to release was a lot about being fluid and feeling like I've spent so much of my life told that I can't be who I am. And I find that sad for myself and I find that sad for anybody else who has experienced that or continues to experience that. And I think it's a lot of people. So freedom, flexibility, fluidity are important. Finding pleasure too, feeling happy and excited and stimulated. This is actually a reason that I allow myself and allow I use very lightly here, but I indulge in TikTok because for me, I can feel it stimulating my brain and I can tell when I'm going through kind of a low point. And this might be like an ADHD thing as I've learned more about this, like looking for stimulation. And before I really even understood my brain worked like this, I would just like find myself in these slumps feeling awful and ruminating and like how low I felt. And I would get stuck in these cycles of just lowness. And now when I feel that, I just say, okay, well, I know that scrolling through TikTok for a bit will stimulate my brain. I know that maybe drinking a cup of coffee brings me pleasure, not just from the caffeine, but the whole experience. And I know that certain foods stimulate, like it's like, I can find myself looking for a stimulation, like a jolt so that I can like, you know, rev myself up. But I also wonder, would rest be a better option? But as I mentioned, I don't think it's not about taking a nap. Although I did take one yesterday, Monday, and it felt amazing but it was like a two hour nap. I'm not a 30 minute napper. I've never been able to thir- nap for 30 minutes and feel good. I'm like a deep sleep, several hours long type of nap. So I don't do it very much, <laughs> but it felt really good. And yet I still feel very tired and a bit on the burnout spectrum. So my point being is I give myself those jolts of pleasure, the dopamine hits, because it it obviously feels good, right? And so I start to look for el- parts of life that can just like jolt me into a feel good state for a bit, you know, and having that fluidity to say, hey, I'm feeling kind of low right now. Instead of pushing through and continuing to feel low, but doing things anyways, I'm going to pause things and go do something that makes me feel really good. And I didn't always have that flexibility and freedom in work. I didn't always allow myself that personally. I would feel really guilty for that. I would feel like that wasn't right. I would, you know, I was on medication. And an update on that, I talked publicly 
or I mean, on an episode, that's what I mean by publicly, about taking some prescribed medication. I started that last year, about a year ago. I think it was last July, 2021. And I went off of it. I think I stopped either in April or May of this year because I just felt like it wasn't having enough of an impact to justify taking pharmaceuticals. I just didn't, I didn't feel shame in it, but I, I'm just not somebody that wants to take that. So I started to pay more attention to myself and what I need and trying to see like, what can I do to support myself in a deeper way, not just taking the shortcut as I was. And again, no shame or guilt. In fact, that experience with the pharmaceutical drugs really connected me to other people. I ended up having a lot of deep conversations with other people that chose to go on medication. I feel like a lot of the stigma has been dropped. I learned a lot about the effects and the different types of medication and all of that. But I think that for me, it was like a way to push through. And again, like I just don't want to go through my life pushing through and covering things up and bypassing you know, like I really want to dig in and like find the deeper solutions for myself and unmasking and just being myself. Like that was what, again, this episode that was supposed to be this one was about like revealing my true identity. Like who am I? And I was asking that question a lot in that previous recording of like just being a bit unsure about who I am and and that feeling odd and wondering how many people don't really know who they are because they've gone through life as people pleasers. Perhaps they've masked, they've coped, they've abided by rules, they've done all these things to survive, they've done the they want to meet the status quo. Like maybe they don't feel like they have a choice. Like I think so many people just struggle with that and they wonder how many people really know who they are. And maybe that lack of not knowing who we are makes it hard for us to find our purpose and makes life feel like it doesn't matter because if we don't know who we are, we, we can easily feel lost, confused, unhappy without really knowing why. So I'm just embracing more and more as much as possible and like looking for opportunities in all my work and like in an ideal world, I would just truly be fluid and, and being fluid includes time flexibility. I mean, ideally, if I had no clients that had to work on a certain schedule, you know, I don't even know if that's possible with the work that I do, but uh, that's what I dream of sometimes of just an open span of time of just having no commitments. Like you probably dream of that too. Who doesn't? And I'd be interested like, can you really live life that way? I guess maybe if you have a lot of money and I'm not saying like money is the answer to everything, but certainly if you have bills to pay, food, like all these expenses that we have just to get by in life usually require us to work or have money already. So if you have a lot of money saved up or you were given money or whatever the circumstance was, I'm sure you could probably go a significant portion of time with never having to turn your alarm clock on, not even having to look at your calendar to-do list. I've always dreamed of that. 
And I'm closer to that than I ever have been in my life, but still feel constrained and pressure and not the flexibility to fully recover. With that said, it is 1.30 a.m., so I do have a little work that I want to check in on so I can go to sleep with a little less stress. <laughs> Funny, another thing that my um, came up with my dentist is how I should wear a night guard because I have been grinding my teeth and I also have like some TMJ issues. And it's so interesting to think about that now, like, hmm, like how much stress am I carrying in my body that I don't even recognize, you know? And I'm all these questions I I ask back to you, you know, as usual. Very rare that people actually message me as follow-ups to these episodes, but the the invitation is always there for you that I love getting messages. Although I do go through phases where it's incredibly hard for me to respond. I'm in one of those right now where even just thinking about responding to emails and direct messages and texts is extremely overwhelming. So I always want to be very transparent that it often takes me quite some time to respond. And I wonder, like, does that get in the way of people reaching out to me? But I love getting messages so much. So I will always say, (laughs) if you're watching the video, Evie's sleeping right behind me. Very cute. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences on this. Do you feel, what's your relationship to time, I guess, is my question. Do you feel stressed and burnt out? Do you feel tired? Do you feel able to rest? like really rest? Have you ever had an experience where you could like deeply recover? I mean, even on that note, it just feels almost impossible. Like truly, like I I just think about all the things that can come up in life. It's so, so tough. I want to explore that more, like deep recovery, sustainable recovery. Do we actually even need it? Is it beneficial? Like, what would that feel like? You know, I don't just mean a weekend or a week or a month. Because even the things that people do to recover generally involve so much action. Like people that go on vacations, like you spend a lot of money, you probably don't want to just sleep the whole vacation, right? So you go and you do all these activities. That's generally how I am. And I travel more and more. And every trip, it usually takes me a week just to recover from that trip. And then that puts me even further away from everything else that I want to get back into. And that's what I mean. I just don't know if I've ever really experienced deep recovery. So I'm curious, have you? How do you feel about that? Like, I would just, I would be very curious to hear about it. And you can email me, you can direct message me on your platform of choice, either at Wellevator, W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R, or at Whit Lauritsen. And you can also, well, I guess email and direct message are the best way to reach me. But if you find another way that I'm reachable and not thinking about with my tired brain right now, feel free. (laughs) And also, if you ever really want a response from me and I haven't responded yet, 
I wish I could just tell everybody not to take things personally and my, including myself, right? It's such a good lesson to whenever I can't respond to people, I'm like, I need to keep that in mind when someone doesn't respond to me. <laughs> but you can always follow up with me. It's never annoying. A gentle nudge of, hey, I'd love to hear back from you or, you know, whatever. That's actually really helpful to me. And lastly, the other great way, and in fact, the best way to connect with me these days is through Beyond Measure, the private community that I've been working on for two years now. We meet generally once a week as a group and anybody is welcome. It has been free. I will be eventually charging a small membership rate or due for it. So just to cover my costs, but there'll be a free trial regardless if you're hearing this and you're interested and you haven't joined yet, you can come join it for free, check it out, come connect with me and other people through either the messaging system in there. It's like a kind of a forum chat what's it called? I can't even think straight in this moment, but you could go and post kind of like you do on Facebook or chat messenger boards. But we also have our our weekly live video calls. So you can come and connect with me and they just bring me deep joy because I get to know people like yourself and people become friends through it. It's just, it's magical in my opinion. So That is a really great way. If you want to hear from me quickly and connect with me deeply, I encourage you to check out Beyond Measure. And I will link to that in the show notes, or you can go to my website, WhitneyLauritson.com slash beyond dash measure. Or you can just message me and say, hey, I need a link to Beyond Measure. Can you send it to me? (laughs) There's so many ways to find things. This is my other goal is like, I want to streamline everything into one just simpler place. I want to minimalize and streamline and simplify things and put it all in one place. That's another goal of mine when I when I have the energy to make all that happen. So enough rambling. I'm going to go wrap up my night. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'll be back on Friday with another guest episode. And until then, I'm wishing you all the very best and hopefully you get some rest and recovery in the next few days. Bye. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.